One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You ready, Dad? You ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, hey, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> He's like, I've been waiting on you, son. (laughs) All right. Dad, I'm so good at these intros to watch. (laughs) Dad, watch this. (laughs) I'm going to mess it up. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. My hands are clammy. All right. Ready. All right. Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals. They're about to make that very clear. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Walking Blind Podcast, the podcast where we like to normalize checking in on your homies. Guys, this is episode 100. And because it's episode 100, we brought... A very, very, very uh, special guest. Um, really quick, I'm, I'm Mike, and that's <laughs> that's Mike over there. Hundred episodes, 100, we yeah. still don't know how to do this. Hundred episodes in, <laughs> still don't know how to do an intro. Um, I've known this guy literally my whole life, my whole life. Uh, I'm I'm so excited to have my my father, my dad, uh, Mario Press, Doctor Mario Perez. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. This is this is this is awesome. We've we've actually been wanting to have you on this show for a while, yeah. and it worked out for episode, episode twenty, episode yeah. fifty, episode, <laughs> all the all, all the, the iconic mark. episodes. We wanted you on, but now we've got you for one hundred, and that's oh, that's great. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So here, here we are. Long time coming. Um, do we want to jump into the? No health check first and go hey, from man. there. We'll get we'll get that done. Then we, we can just talk. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, we're gonna do, we'll do we'll start with the mental health check. Mental health check is where we like to check in weekly to see where we're at mentally. Uh, that way we can kind of just you know keep track of you know if we're if things are going well, um, maybe what are we what are we doing? What's helping us? And if uh, if we're not doing so great, maybe what's going on or uh, what, maybe what are we neglecting to do that is uh, is keeping us in a funk. So, Mike, do you want to go first? And sure. So, Dad, what, 
<laughs> what the mental health check is like. Um, I've, I've been good. This week has been, um, this week has been busy, especially last weekend was super busy, but, uh, it was, it was kind of a good busy, it kind of lit a fire under a bunch of things. Um, we shot a, uh, a video, we shot a music video on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, first time that all the TC guys have been in the same room in about a year. Um, Actually, maybe even more than that, because Steve didn't even do the October run with us when we were out with you guys. Um, so it was right. it was kind of cool to have everybody in the same room for a while. Um, and we kind of talked about, uh, you know, the band and, and what our plans are and, and you know, if we're going to do this, are we going to do it right? Um, so that's that was kind of cool to, um, you know, kind of get things rolling with that again. And, and now that your boy's playing guitar... Um, I've been. Um, it looks like I'm. I'm jumping in and and taking over the helm on writing some songs too. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. And I've shown you a couple of the ideas and oh, and torture culture is coming back heavier than ever. <laughs> um, so for anyone who doesn't know, and for like explain to my my father. So Mike was in started a band, or Mike and Jake and our buddy started a band over what year and a half ago? Like two years ago. Two years ago it started. Yeah. They released this really good EP, the song. They released it, mm-hmm. and then they did a handful of shows, mm-hmm. and then they we went. They went with No Bragging Rights. We came with came with us to the Pacific Northwest last Ooh. October. Last mm-hmm. October, and then they just stopped. And we just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So a year later, now they are. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, let's. We did fun music. Let's let's do it again. Good. Yeah. <laughs> So that that's uh, that was cool. Um, it was my mom's birthday, so happy birthday, mom! Happy birthday, mom! Oh, nice. Um, and then uh, we we surprised her with a uh, uh, we went to a, a hot tofu place, hot tofu soup place, um, and she had no idea. My dad actually pulled off a surprise, which is shocking. Wow! So that was cool. <clears throat> and then um, we're kind of going backwards. And then Friday we had the Burner State show and and video shoot. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of a, just a, a busy, but good, busy weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And other than that, I mean, everything has been, you know, kind of running pretty smoothly, almost too smoothly. Mm. It makes me worried that, you know, something's gonna, something's gonna come in and, and throw a wrench in there. No, 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 Ride the wave, ride, ride but, the wave but, as long as you can. But we're riding the wave of positivity here, yes. you know. <clears throat> What about you guys, Dad? Where 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 are you at mentally this this last week? And well, I've been um, in transition. Uh, we're um, I've been serving as an interim pastor for close to two years mm-hmm. here in Paris. And this last uh, Saturday, we did the um, we inter- we announced that we're having a new pastor, full time pastor. They're happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so we were. Doing a lot of been doing a lot of work at the church, trying to get things uh, ready for the uh, new person, mm-hmm. and um, and it's nice to see a lot of the projects that have been completed and that kind of thing. Um, I merged two churches, and so that was a that, that was interesting and mm-hmm. fun and and to see it moving forward. So that's where I've been. I've been doing that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's been my. What I've been up to. This is your retirement. Yeah, it's my retirement, <laughs> right? Wait, yeah. wait, when, did, when did you? Well, when did you officially retire? 
in 18. First, <laughs> in 18. In 18. And, uh, I was retired for three months. Three months. <laughs> but in that time, in that time, uh, you, you guys got to do a month long cruise. Oh Australia. yeah, we did. Uh, we went to Australia and New Zealand. Oh, I have right. a pastor friend. In fact, they were our neighbors. And so when we were going to go um, to Australia, uh, we told him we were going to go on a cruise to New Zealand. And he says, can we go with you? So sure. <laughs> so we stayed with him for a couple of weeks in Australia and really got to know uh, a lot of Australia. That's awesome. Bondi Beach. And mm. he took us, uh, you know, to the Opera House. We went on that bridge. We, uh, we had just a lovely time. And then um, his wife's from New Zealand. So um, we had people there. I mean, they just really showed us a great time. Mm-hmm. And so we we that's one of our uh, best uh, vacations or cruises that we've had. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, that so that was our retirement. That was there. his retirement. Yeah, Australia <laughs> is one of the places that I've I've always wanted to go and I haven't had the chance yet. Um, <clears throat> but also one of my favorite things about Australia is there's a picture of Mike in front of the opera house mm-hmm. uh, for the opera house right from the first time he was there, and then the most recent time when he was on tour ten years later. Ten years later, and he's wearing the same outfit. <laughs> he's wearing the same khaki shorts, same black T-shirt. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a nice place. I I had I'm I had a moment on that on that run. I was like, I gotta make sure that I don't wear khaki, because I remember the picture. I saw the picture. I just gotta remember to not wear khaki when we're in Sydney. Yeah. Okay. Didn't even completely forgot. Completely forgot. <laughs> <sighs> Awesome. Well, yeah, my dad was retired all of three months. Yeah, the whole three and, uh, months. Yeah, and then, uh, but but you're doing but you're doing what you love. Fulfilling. It's been good to it's good to help people. Yeah, and to yeah. be able to meet people and and uh, and help them in any way we can. Mm-hmm. You know, serving. You know, trying to and keeping the thing moving forward uh, for the next uh, pastor that comes and. And uh, that's basically the job of the interim. You know, you mm-hmm. gotta keep the thing moving and, and um, prepare the place for him or her, whoever it is. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's been a good experience. That's great. I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> awesome. So, Mike? Mm-hmm. Uh, mentally for me, I've been, I've been good, man. I feel like uh, last weekend was, was busy, is it? It tends to be. Um, it was good though. I feel like everything going on was nice for me. You know, uh, I always say singing for me is like my the best coping mechanism for anything going on in my life. And I got to do a lot of singing last week, this weekend. Burner State had two shows. I guess played. We played uh, at the Union Barber on Friday night, which was a lot of fun. Um, I love that. It just like we get to hang out with, like we have like that little group of friends that comes out and yeah. hangs out. Love it. Kind of like high school. Like, yeah. <laughs> like all the high, high school shows were just like basically just playing for like your buddies. Um, and then um, Saturday was uh, was fun. Went to a friend's birthday party in, uh, out in L.A. Um, and then on Sunday, so Sunday was crazy because uh, I worked and um, I was already taking, I was already going to be off like like a half hour early from work because I needed to be um, in Gardena. Yeah. Uh, State had another, li- it's like a live recording, live show thing. Um, and so I'd already requested to be off like a half hour early so I can get there 
on time. But like around, I was supposed to be off in, I was supposed to be off at one o'clock and then at like, I feel like 1130, I, my allergies, like my allergies were, were acting up all morning, but like at 1130, I was like almost tripping in drinks. Sorry. Sorry. Bro. <laughs> but that, that's like, I sorry, feel bro. bad. I feel bad. Cause I'll like, there's times where like when I have allergies, like my eyes are just like super watery. And I just look crazy, and I feel bad that like I'm making drinks for people, but I'm not contagious. I've you know whatever, but I'm yeah. sure the optics of it don't look. It doesn't look great. It doesn't look good. Yeah. But when it's a problem is when my nose drips because like my nose will drip, like faucet. And then you go to wipe it, and they say you're pinky. <laughs> <laughs> That's thanks to me. Allergies. Yeah, got my allergies from my dad. Yeah, yeah. I, I almost mowed the lawn this weekend, but I was like, wait. We got the podcast coming. Oh, uh, you would have got, yeah. <laughs> got us both. Yeah, you would have got us both. But oh, so so then uh, so so yeah, so I'm like dying at work, and then they're like, "We have uh, take Claritin. We have some." And I was like, "I can't because it'll dry out my throat." Mm. And so I was like, "I'll be fine," and I wasn't. It just got worse and worse. And so then they're like, "Just they like I like went home earlier," so I was like, "I'm just gonna head over to the to the place." And so I get there, and like I can tell the guys and everyone's all nervous because like I look awful i'm like my eyes are all crazy my nose all stuffy they're like are you are you gonna do this i'm like yeah fine and and i will be because like for me i've always i just i knew early on in touring and stuff that like uh even if i'm stuffed up i can still sing yeah you know and so yeah it's fine and and by the time like we started going the adrenaline kicked in and i was i was fine i got to to the set so so yeah so it was a it was a good um it was a nice oh and then also we get i got home at like seven ish i think i was asleep before eight o'clock on sunday yeah yeah i was shot on sunday too i came home showered and basically went to bed knocked out yeah yeah so yeah i'm doing well and before before we move on i want to ask uh in the video did you have a microphone when you're singing yes did you yeah because I knew how much grief I gave you yeah. about you not having a microphone and standing in a in a tree going like this. Dad, I've been I've been doing music for a long time. You know this. You know this. Um, you know, in the early years when I was playing guitar, I had my guitar and I was singing into the mic. And then when I gave up guitar, I was holding my microphone and I was singing. I sing into the microphone. When we were filming a music video for the song "Walking Blind." Uh, we went into the woods to shoot the shot, like of what how it was gonna be. So we're in the woods. I don't have any. There's no gear. It's just shot. It's just shots of me. Like everyone had different shots. And then we had a boombox that would play the music, and I would just sing along to the music. And then we're about to. We're literally about to record. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I don't have a microphone. I'm like, I'll just do like things with your hands. I was like, what? <laughs> but to be fair. It would have looked weird if you were just standing in a bush with a microphone. <laughs> like, what is this happening to? I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. in in a sense, it worked out, but it just felt it just felt very awkward because I don't I don't sing without a microphone ever. I'm not good with. I don't there, know. There's little things that 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 uh, because with this video, Noah and I really worked together on it, but I kind of directed the whole thing, right? Because mm. I had a, a vision that I want I wanted, and. I would just kind of rely on him for like, how do we achieve what I want to get? Right. Mm -hmm. So we, it was a nice little collab, but, 
Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I that because we we played Steve had his drums, but um, we didn't put amps in the in the shots. Yeah, so yeah, because they don't own any. Yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> they don't own gear. Um, but also, but then and then another thing that like, so what I did was I took cables and I plugged them into their guitars and then I taped them on their strap behind them so it just looked like they had a wireless. Oh, uh, okay. And they were like, we never thought of that. <laughs> and then I was like, just those little like little fine details that like that 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 drive you nuts. That drive me insane. Yeah. yeah. So I made sure to cover all those bases. And even Jake was like. That's why it's, that's why it's nice to be in a band with you because you're like band dad. You have everything. Yeah. I had tape in my backpack. I had all the stuff that we needed to, <laughs> to make sure we had everything. So, <clears throat> but Love yeah, it. I brought a microphone. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well, so um, so so uh, I don't know when anyone's watching this episode, but we just had Veterans Day this last mm -hmm. weekend. Um, my dad is a vet, army vet. Uh, you actually got drafted right uh yes during the <laughs> vietnam war <laughs> wow what was what was what was that like well i was in school and uh you needed to have uh be a full-time which was 12 units at the time and um, i had to work so i went below the 12 units and so i was drafted i uh, was inducted in fort lewis washington this was a little actually the vietnam war wasn't at its peak it was just starting to, so um, I was in Fort Lewis, Washington. That's where I went into the induction. We got all our gear, everything we were going to have, use and stuff, measured up for uniform and everything. Mm -hmm. And then Which we, he can still fit in. Yeah, yeah, like a tight jacket. What do you call it? A straight tight jacket. And you were, what, 18 at the time? Yeah, the early 20s. The, the clothes that I have from that era do not fit me. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, and then I got, went from Fort Lewis, Washington. I went to I did my training in um, Fort Sam Houston. Fort Sam Houston is where they train all the medics, all the corpsmen. Mm. The, um, the what they call your MOS, yeah, what you're gonna do in the service. Mm -hmm. So I went. Uh, I went there, and I trained there for medics. You know, helicopter. You know, we work. Then we. Um, then I went, ended up in. Virginia, Fort Lee, Virginia, Kenner Army Hospital. And so, yeah, that was where I, I completed my my uh, military mm -hmm. at, at that place. But it was a good experience. Um, met a lot of people there, and and um, it was good. Mm. Lost a lot of friends, but, <clears throat> you know, yeah. during the, the Vietnam War. Yeah. Um, but, yeah that that uh what was that at the time what was the feeling of being drafted was that like a was that just something that you guys felt and knew was going to come or was that still like a, a scary thought or was this a like hey i'm stepping up for my country or like what was what was the you know that was a very different era <clears throat> because it was not a popular war right mm. and people you know it, it got so bad there was demonstrations and and um you know, when you go off base, you didn't wear your uniform. Mm -hmm. um, it it um, and so yeah. When we got drafted, we knew that um, they had real uh, big drafts. I mean, we had, when I got drafted, there was buses waiting for us, and um, 
So yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, young guys went to Canada, Mexico, and uh, but yeah, it was um, like I mentioned uh, today. You know, they're if they're against the war, mm -hmm. they're it, you know, but they support the military, they support the soldiers. Right. It wasn't like that back then. It was, uh, you know, they were opposed to the war and they they, they felt like you know we should not be there and mm -hmm. but um anyway it it went it went well i um completed i, I came out a, a sergeant it was um so it was a good experience i had my own barracks at barracks with uh, around i guess about 40 soldiers or 30 somewhere in there wow so it it was good mm. One of the my my early memories of realizing my dad has seen some things was when I got toe surgery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to get my my, my toenail removed basically because my ingrown toenail was about to poke through the other side of my skin. Oh, wait, 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 wait! You had surgery because you had a really bad ingrown toenail, dude. It was really bad. When I tell people that, they're like, "Oh yeah, I've had it. I've had it where they just." I was like, "No, no, no, no!" Like mine was like a crazy like they had to like they had to like solder my nail in half basically, and then like. Sorry, they had to like cut my nail in half and then like almost like a soldering to, so that it wouldn't grow past. Yeah. It was so bad. It literally was about to poke through the other side. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. It was swollen. And so I remember the doctor, the doctor was like young and like where my dad was sitting, he was just like, oh, you're probably going to want to move. Like it's going to, and my dad's like, oh, that's fine. And I remember like thinking like, wow. And then him doing the stuff and my dad just sitting there just like. Just watching it. Watching it. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Was it your right foot? It was my, I think it was my right foot. Oh, no. Well, I don't remember now. Maybe my left foot. It's funny. When I was a kid, in, um, I was in Hawaii, and I can't remember if it was my right foot or left foot, but I got my, my shoe eaten up by an escalator. Whoa. <laughs> Pulled in escalator and like, it, that's like, the, that's like a, that's a legitimate nightmare. Yeah. Like, and right? it like like ripped the nail off my big toe and everything like that and i was a kid and i was like crying like and it was like all you guys didn't see the pants out of the place no <laughs> back then you didn't <laughs> like, literally walk it off yeah. yeah they're literally like we'll get you new shoes <laughs> put a band-aid on it you know that's wild <clears throat> yeah mario put his foot under a um, lawnmower <laughs> what for the tennis shoe. yeah oh my God. put his foot in the <laughs> Why? I don't, know. I don't know. He's trying to see what it. You just want to see what it would do. <laughs> what it would do? Yeah, my brother. Oh man. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so, I guess uh, one of the I guess one of the big reasons to have, to have you on your dad and and uh, is is a lot of it is like I what I what I've been saying on stage for the past well, decade. A little, yeah past More. decade you know I, yeah i share i share uh the story of you know the conversation that we had i guess it's really been about 12 years because it was t before obviously talked had the idea and then, then wrote the song but um yeah so like the reason uh i i feel like the song cycles is is an important song and why it means a lot to me is because you know for anyone who doesn't know you I always say, like, I always tell people how just patient you are, how kind you are. And, you know, uh, growing up, obviously, you're my dad. Growing up with you, I had no idea of the upbringing that you had. Mm -hmm. And it just, it blows my mind because, you know, I've, it, 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 cha it changed, it changed my view on 
when people talk about uh you know things that happen to them you know and i i know like you know not to not to um not to uh what's the word um take away anyone's experience um you know i was i was blessed to have a really great upbringing real awesome childhood and you know and I used to, whenever I'd hear people talk about their, their hardships that they went through, the awful things they experienced, abuse and things like that, you know, I've always, I, you know, I was like, oh, that, that explains a lot of why someone is the way they are. And coming from being in the, in the, in our world that we were in, mm-hmm. um, the violent nature of it. I remember I was, I was talking about how our shows kept getting shut down because there'd be fights. Yeah. And I remember kind of explaining, because I remember you, I was telling you this and you, 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 you're like, oh, that's, they shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be acting this way. And I was like, no, dad, like you don't understand the, uh, the guy who, who was fighting, like we know him and he had a real, he had a really bad, a really bad childhood. Yeah. And so he fights at shows and that's just what it is. And I remember your response was, and I was a, this is, I was in my twenties when you, yeah, still, still in my twenties, still barely in my twenties. <laughs> so, so to kind of piggyback off that and give a little backstory as well, mm-hmm. um, when you talk about cycles and and when we talk about that song, it's it's become like one of the I'd even say like anthems when it comes to no bragging rights and yeah. comes to um, you know like it it that song has made such an impact and there's there were still a lot of people who really thought that that song was about your experience oh yeah right? about yeah. your dad right mm-hmm. and so to kind of set that record straight on like not a on not a stage platform or whatever mm-hmm. like this was that the cycles is actually your story like this mm-hmm. was based on your mm-hmm. experiences um <clears throat> and you know that you that story became essentially the the song yeah um mm-hmm. And I think that there, there was still like where a lot of people like, you know, like we always joke about the one guy with the review that was like, oh, I don't want to have him cry about his dad or whatever it is. But that's not that's not what the song is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. So that being said, you know, kind of going into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so the context of a lot of this, or building context to this is, you know, again, uh, I, I guess I want. I want to know and I want our listeners to kind of understand like, you know, what your what your childhood was like, if you can guys take us into that. And then just what 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 how did you how did you become the man that you became? How did you because you had everything working against you, mm-hmm. like everything, like no, you know, no constant father figure or the ones you had weren't great. Um, I know you've. I don't even I don't know how how far you want to go back, but like my dad, my dad used to have to like literally be in like fields, like working as a little kid, basically, or even just being there while his mom worked. Mm-hmm. Like that was his childhood. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and so yeah, yeah. the um, childhood that I had, what what happened was uh, we had a father that was a um, alcoholic. I mean, he he had a real bad problem. And he wasn't these kind, you know, a lot of people get happy when they drink and that. No, not him. He was, uh, he'd get violent, get angry with my mom. And so we're always moving around. We're always trying to get away. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and 
we would, uh, especially my brother, we would have to go to, um, in, this was in San Jose, there was a market street, a lot of bars and stuff, pool joints, and we had to go there get money from him because, uh, you know, he would gamble it. He, he would get rid of it. And so my brother, we would go there, and and, uh, and the the people there would kind of help us, you know, for him to give money, you know. So, um, and so he was... Um, he was a very unhappy man, and uh, and what that brings is poverty. And uh, so we had to, you know, we had to go at, at, uh, hit the fields. We we worked in agriculture, and um, and back then, you know, we used to go. Um, I, I, there was no laws. I mean, there was no babysitters, so we were kids, and we were out. But not just myself; a bunch of kids were out in the field uh, working. Yeah. And I remember at noon, I mean, I would just fall asleep in those boxes with some boxes, and it would seem like a, a days were forever when you're a little kid and you're out there working out there. Mm -hmm. And then he would, um, what, what would happen, he would, he didn't really work with us. But, you know, he'd say, you know, you get to the end of the row, row you're going to have some something there, and all we do is find beer cans, you know. But anyway, he was... Um, and he would get the money, so we would, because um, he would do the contracts, I guess. To, so we went, that was a lot of our life when we were young kids. And and how old were you at that time? I was about six, about six wow. or so, five, six, five, even a little younger. Okay. And um, so, yeah, we were, we were always, um, you know, during the summers. And San Jose was an interesting city when it came to agriculture and work because we could go almost the whole... You know every crop, you know, and we just about picked everything. You know, we picked prunes, uh, apricots, and we did pears. And uh, the most difficult one was uh, strawberries. There's no shade. That's <laughs> just yeah, yeah. So we we do strawberries and and um, yeah, just that field work. And what they would do a lot of times, we'd live in a far, in a barn up in the top. We'd stay there and we work in the in that. Uh, you know, picking prunes or whatever it was. So that was kind of my upbringing. We were, we were we were small. Just about that time, uh, we were we were having all kinds of problems at home. Um, the, but there was always parties, always things, always a lot of um, booze and the drinks and things like that in the house. And about that time, two ladies came by our house. Uh, <clears throat> sister. Um, Gertrude Smith and uh, Esther um, Paredes, they came by and they started studying with my mother, and they started studying the Bible, giving her, you know, the, in other words, they're the ones that brought us into the gospel and got, got showed us about, you know, about the Lord, and um, so that's when things started to kind of change. But now at the same time, we were still getting away from our father, we're moving to d different places, and uh, my mother used to do kind of housekeeping and and ironing clothes and washing and we with there was a time when we had she would hire worker i mean not to hire but we would she would cook for them and make lunches she my mother was a worker and so um it was about that time that these ladies came uh into our life and it was about that time when my uh, father he, he was always in jail he would go from he would go to you know we wouldn't see him for a while he'd be in 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 jail for different things and um, and so what happened was that when I was around seven I guess or so in there 
um, they finally, the, the uh, you know, the police department or whatever, uh, they let them know, you know, they were gonna, they sent them to this, uh, this place was called Agnews. It was a mental hospital. Mm. And back then they did these lumbotomies. They did this, they did this for some people. And he told my mom, you know, if you don't sign, you know, it won't bother you no more. So, and so that kind of, he lived up to it. And so he went to live with my sister. I have an older sister, a, a lot older. And so I would still see him. I mean, I, I saw I know as my father, you know, so right. I would, I would um, go visit him, see him and, and things like that. But he was no, and we were growing up, so he, he would, and that's when it, the abuse, and I've seen things that happened to my poor mom that, yeah. And uh, so anything, that's about when that ended. And so um, then we start when we came into the church, when we learned about Christ and gospel, uh, things started uh, changing. Um, my mother would send us to uh, uh, church camps, summer camps, and so, and we went through school. We, we things went went quite well, and um, things started turning around for us. And we were still uh, in poverty, poor. But but my mother would do enough to to get us by, and then we would go in the summers to work. And uh, that was kind of my my the way I was kind of raised. And um, this was in San Jose, but back then <laughs> San Jose wasn't what it is today. Right. You know, it's a, it was a smaller city, agriculture. I worked in, uh, graduated from the um, field to the um, packing houses. We had a lot of canneries, and so I worked in canneries, and my, my sister started working there. And then um, my brother-in-laws were roofers, and then we all went into roofing. Uh, my brother, uh, by the time he was 26, he had his own roofing company, and I would work with him and go to school. That's and that's hard work. Oh yeah, no, no, I knew I didn't want. He said, "But yeah, we'll do uh, the Perez brothers." And no, no. So I got serious about school. <laughs> yeah, but it was a, uh, it was uh, you know that kind of a life, uh, and um, so I enjoyed my I, I in school. I played sports. Uh, that's kind of, that's what that's what kept us out of trouble. Mm -hmm. We lived in gyms. And my brother, which was a, which really helped me, he played for. We both played for San Jose High School. We we were both uh, guards. We played for the basketball team, mm -hmm. and so he's the one that got me in as a, as a younger kid. He got me into the YMCA, and I kind of followed his footsteps. And um, I I've got, that's what that's what kept me out of because we lived in some bad neighborhoods. Right. And so I would go to the YMCA, and there was a nice guy there because we couldn't afford it. And uh, I get this pass for the f first time, and I use it over and over again. The guy, <laughs> the guy would let me go in. He said, "If I get this guy out of the streets, you know." Right. And so uh, I would go and uh, do weights, and I go swimming there. They had basketball. And so, um, what kept us, my brother and myself, was gyms. You know, we would play in basketball after school and stuff. And uh, and then you know the church, that that was kind of our. What helped us out of our, you know, night neighborhood. Mm. Yeah, that, that's that's about what way it happened. Yeah. And so, and, and <clears throat> now, when you said that he, your your father had been admitted into like the mental hospital, so they actually did the lobotomy no. on him, or no? My mother he, didn't sign. 
Okay, so so yeah. he was like, just sign this and I'll leave you alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, 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 we were a little <clears throat> older by then. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, no, he uh, he just, he, he didn't want to have that happen. He didn't want to. Right. And they had him in. The, yeah. They, he, went, I mean, he used to go to a lot of jail, uh, jails and and things. And um, when they, he went there, that kind of really sobered him up as far as, you know, getting serious about, you know, not causing us any more, more harm, mm -hmm. problem. Because, uh, yeah, there was some bad scenes. And we always lived in the house behind, kind of, kind of you know. In a little we back, house. In the back <laughs> house. We never lived in the front house. We, had a, <laughs> we lived in the, uh, you know. Yeah. And we were all packed. You know, I, I slept this way, my brother slept this way, same bed. Yeah. So it, it was, uh, it, it, but it was, you know, the good thing, good thing is we, we had food and my mom, Oh, you know, was like I say, a real good worker, mm -hmm. and so, and then we would go uh, in the summers, and uh, I don't know, we would get a contract on a field, and we would work there during the summer and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, no, but he never did. Um, after that, he was he, he was gone. And and what was uh, I like you and your your family's mentality after that? Was it just we've seen the bad in this and we don't we don't we don't want to live this way or what like how was it because you know every when i first met you you know mm -hmm. you've always been like the most kind and you know mm -hmm. very respectful up front and you know very open and, and inviting to everybody and to come from you know that type of upbringing like what mm -hmm. was it that was the trigger to say hey we're not doing that yeah because yeah. they say hurt people hurt people and right. patterns of abuse yeah. continue like what yeah yeah yeah, we had a an older brother, uh, Pete, and um, you know we felt safe when he was at home, and he had to do stuff he did, but he didn't want to do. He had to wrestle, fight with my dad and stuff, mm -hmm. and so he was kind of our protector. So, so he he kind of he he, he kind of left home because he didn't want to be in that kind of role, uh, and but, and he ended up being a lot like my father. He ended up you know drinking and. You know, really, um, he um, fighting. Well, he was getting in fights and, and things. He was aggressive, you know, and mm -hmm. and, uh, and um, which makes sense. Like, like yeah. that 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 makes sense. It's like instilled. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Around it, you see it, which is again like. Mm -hmm. So yeah. he he um, yeah he was a he was a, uh, for us you know he was I I feel safe when he was at home but he wasn't hardly there. Yeah, because of the role he had to take, you know. And I remember one time I probably shouldn't even mention this. One time, I, uh, my mother was cooking some, warm, getting some water, warmed up for coffee. And um, his, um, what happened was that, and good thing she had a plastic uh, apron. Uh, father got the water and threw it on her. Yes. And. Uh, and my brother, it was a wooden stove. My brother got a log, and I'll never, I, he got it, banged him right on the head. And I remember he went like that blood. <laughs> and uh, it was just, uh, you know, we, see, we saw scenes as kids, you know. Things that you, sh you shouldn't see as a kid, basically. Right. And so, in the end. And so, yeah, that was, those were, you know, we had a lot of situations that were not, um, you know, as a, as a young kid. That um, they were kind of scary, you know. Yeah. But anyway, 
like I mentioned, <clears throat> there was a change in our situation after after he was he had gone on. He mm. moved on, and we had grown up. That's mm. good. Mm. So he's kind of just navigating as in like just not wanting to be like he was the example of what not to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, we had, uh, I had some other role models, uh, brother-in-laws and, and uh, people that, uh, like our family, almost all our family stayed in Mexico. And so we hardly had any cousins here. Mm-hmm. So our cousins became, uh, we had a, a father, a brother-in-law that was much older. Uh, uh, my sister was much older. In fact, uh, uh, she was pregnant when, with uh, uh, her child when my mother was pregnant with me. <laughs> and so, but uh, his family uh, became like our cousins and, you know, we got, they, they were, we were very much, that. those were our, really our, like our cousins and thing, mm-hmm. people we, the kids we hung with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that, that mentality of, um, of, you know, understanding that, I've seen this happen. I've seen the hurt that this has caused and I've experienced hurt that, that it's caused. So I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. It's, it's huge, but you know, like it, it, I think it's a, it's also a conscious decision that you have to make, you know, right. like with mm-hmm. your brother, yeah, kind of mm-hmm. going down that path of, of, you know, alcohol and, you know, things like that. Um, I remember for me, like, and, and this is nowhere near as, you know, what you went through, but when I was a kid, um, you know, being the kid that moved around all the time, I was always the new kid in school, <clears throat> especially living in the South. I'm one of two Filipino kids in the entire school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you get picked on, you get, mm-hmm. you know, I was constantly getting into fights. I, I remember, I think I told the story here. I, I got into a fight wearing a George Washington costume when I was a kid. <laughs> Did I tell the story here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I was, I was, we lived in Tennessee that, at that time. Um, we had to do book reports where we had to do presentations, and I was doing a presentation on George Washington. So me and my dad, you know, we went and got a costume. I've always been a little theatrical, you know. Uh, and I came in dressed as George Washington. I have a picture. I'll find it. Uh, my, my aunt has it. And I read my speech to the class, and this kid who had picked on me since I was a new kid there mm-hmm. kept calling me tidy tight tights, right? Mm-hmm. And I got upset. So I, he kept saying it and laughing, making fun of me while I was presenting. So I presented my entire book report, and I finished it. And then I put my stuff down. I thanked my teacher, and then I... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
jumped across the desk and I punched <laughs> just on top of him in a George Washington costume. George Washington style. Like seven or something like that. Um, <clears throat> but like there, the, you know, just that <laughs> being that kid that got picked on. Um, I remember when I got older and I got scrappier. Uh, I I got to a point where I had friends now. Things were cool, like you know whatever. And I and I remember like audibly making fun of somebody else and then mm. seeing that I hurt them. Mm. And I remember that moment and going, I, you're just starting to become exactly what you've dealt with this mm. entire time. And from that moment, it was like, I still like, I still joke with my friends, you know, if we're yeah. close, like that's yeah. like the biggest form of endearment for me. Mm -hmm. But you know, that was like the, the turning point for me where I was like, I can't just, I can't be this person that mm. I've every mm. year I have to deal with these people. And now it's me. You know, so it's it's definitely I think there's definitely a conscious de decision of like, OK, you have the opportunity to make changes. Are you going to do that? Or mm. Are you going to, um, you know, like you said, hurt people, hurt people. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I got to find that picture of me in a George Washington outfit. Yeah, that was That's awesome. A little <laughs> I had the hat, the triangle hat and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we lived in neighborhoods that were pretty rough. And uh, my brothers were fighters. I mean, they, they right away they try to find the the, the biggest kid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but um, so but yeah, it, a lot of it had to do with my mother. You know, mother did play both roles. She was very strict, very very, uh, you know, um, always you know spoke to us about how to act, how to you know uh, stay away from fighting, and you know she would. Um, give us good counsel. She was really good. And you know, one thing that she did when I was in my early, early teens is she would send me to church camps. Um, mm. We had, uh, in, in where we lived, in our conference, we had Wona out there by Yosemite, and uh, we would go there to our camp. And and in some of those camps, I, I mean, I heard that's where I really first understood the gospel. You know, these, they bring some good speakers and, and, um, so yeah, and most kids like your teenage years, you get a little rebellious and stuff. Yeah. But um, thanks to my mother, I always remembered you know things that she would tell me, and and we had some good good pastors that uh, pastored our churches. And so those all those were all good good reasons for us to go in the other way. Mm. Yeah. And so yeah, that 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 was, uh, yeah. It, I, I felt a big peace, and I, sh I feel bad about that. My father, you know, when he left, uh, it was, it was, um, and like I say, you know, I, I go visit him later when I was older. But um, it was, you know, because I, I was wondering. I used to wonder, why did we move so much? I went through uh, so many schools. We move all, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're getting away from, from the violence, you know. <laughs> and uh, don't even like, that's not even the thought of why you're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> So, <clears throat> I think I, yeah. when you saw him later, what was that? What were those conversations like? What was that exchange like? Yeah, no, he was, um, like I say, he was living with an older sister, and he still had his binges, you know, because, you know, when you when you have alcohol, and she went through a lot, uh, you know, having him there, and, mm -hmm. and but good thing she had a husband, and uh, he was a truck driver, so he wouldn't be there but a lot of times, but... But, um, but when he was there, he, he was uh, more settled, you know. He was older, and but he he died in a fight. He got he died in a fight. Got beat up. Wow. 
and uh, his um, pancreas or something, I forgot what it was. So I was in the Army. In fact, I was in, uh, uh, I was in Army at the time, and they called me. So I went, I, I flew into uh, Stockton. He was living in Stockton. I went there and got a chance to see him. Oh. Got a chance to see him be, be there that. Uh, during that time. <laughs> <laughs> new stories for you, Mike? Uh, yeah, new stories <laughs> for you. Yeah, so. Yeah, there's a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, coming so coming out of coming out of, you know, like poverty and doing school and stuff, how, how did was I guess the army was that kind of what got you into being able to go to college and things like that or Oh yeah, how, yeah. How college you come about? Right. Yeah, I went to I was in um I was a, I, I, when I graduated I was the first one that really uh, went on to study at uh, college level. In fact, when I graduated, I was told, uh, hey, that's not for you. You, know, you got to go work. <laughs> so I did. I went out to work for a little bit. And then I, <laughs> and then I went back to, uh, to school. My friends were all going to school and college. And so I was encouraged by them. And so um, that's when I went to school. And then I got drafted. When I was in Virginia, uh, the Army allowed me to study at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. So I I did all my my pre uh, the, the classes that I needed to go on to get my BA, mm-hmm. and so I took those classes there at um, from the University of Virginia, and then when I got out I uh, went to uh, San Jose State University. It was my home. It was there at home, and mm-hmm. right. and I had VA VA um, help, and so I I completed my school and then. Um, and I had two good friends. I had two real, it's, it's important who you hang with. Mm. <laughs> I had a couple of friends that were really uh, uh, doing well in school. And they um, they went on to Stanford. And, uh, and they were my roommates. And they said, hey, come, you, you, we'll get you in. Become, you, you know, we know who you talk to. And and uh, so uh, I went, I went to um Get my. I uh, went to meet the persons. You know the people. That they had to go through a panel. And then mm-hmm. later, I took the exam, and you know, and, and so I ended up there. At and, Stanford. Uh, Stanford. Yeah. I wow. com- and then I completed my uh, a master's and did some post grad work. And uh, Stanford's very good. They're very good about getting you jobs. I mean, they find you good jobs. Mm-hmm. And what was your your master's in? My master's was in education and super educate okay. supervision. Uh, administration type of thing uh for being a principal and teacher mm-hmm. and so um <clears throat> yeah that's what what i did and then um when i switched over to ministry uh, i got another master's in divinity of th- another three years in in a seminary in andrews wow and then i i did my i did my doctorate here and uh, i did i finished all my doctoral work in the Andrews, and I came to uh, Fuller, and that's where I got my degree, my doctor's degree. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, that's, that's basically, <laughs> that's a, yeah. You know, one of the things that I always learned, I guess, helping my, my, when I was a child, it, you know, to hang in there. Uh, sometimes I didn't do so well, but, you know, I would stay in it, stay in the class, and and I would come out, you know, and it was like that most of my uh, most of my school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would um, I never gave up. I would I would continue to um, 
you know, go through my studies, my school, and and uh, somehow it always come out. Uh, sometimes in finances, financial and stuff like that. Well, the uh, Army helped me on that with the uh, Veterans Bill. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to use that and plus work. I, I was a custodian. When I was going to college, I was a custodian of a, a junior high. I'd clean the school after school. You know, I'd go work for about five hours. I said, so I did that. And so I had different jobs. I worked for the can company, worked for, um, you know, um, Canco. I worked for Canco, and I worked for another can company. I was a press operator. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did when I was going <coughs> to school. I, I used to work and uh, go to school at the same time. And uh, I was able to complete my studies, yeah. You are a man of many hats. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a... That's a... <laughs> that's impressive. That's just... just mm-hmm. Even now, like, we, you know, our... our mm-hmm. Our generation, you know, is like, I got to work and go to school, uh, man, you know, and it's just, and other, yeah. <laughs> I had roommates that would help me, you know, with rent and stuff, apartments and things we lived in and uh, go to school in the daytime, work in the evening. And I had to, like the custodial job, I could do it there about, it was a five hours and I, did, I could do it about three hours and then study. And then just, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. just stay there and study. So yeah, there's different jobs, uh, but can company uh, and roofing in the summer for my brothers. Yeah, Perez brothers. No, <laughs> <laughs> like, no thanks. Man, roofing, especially during the summertime, is the. Oh yeah, roofing was. Oh, uh, I mean, we would uh, uh, with our t-shirts. We still get a suntan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. All right. One of my. One of my cousins, he he did roofing, almost into his. How long did Paul do roofing for? Yeah, about uh, fifty, wasn't it? To his fifties, fifties, and then 50. and then he went back to school, and now he's like a X-ray something. Or? Yeah, he's an X-ray technician. He finished. Uh, um, what do they call that one? Nuclear medicine. Mm-hmm. But he went back to school. My brother did that too, by the way. He. Um, he had a roofing company, and uh, till the age, uh, and uh, he uh, when his put his kids through school after twenty five years, he put his kids through school, and then he went back and got a master's, got a BA, and then a master's, and he he was able to pastor for about t- twenty years. Wow! So, um, yeah, he went back to school, and education is so important uh, that, uh, and there's really no age limit. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I really um, encourage young young kids, you know, to go to school and get an education because uh, it, it makes all the difference in the world um, to to go to school and and uh, and yeah, just you know, get a get an education. So so you know. Um, Mike has has been playing punk rock, you know, since he was since he was a kid, and you know, you guys have always been supportive of that. But what was your what was your thoughts and mindsets when he came back and said, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna go back to school. <laughs> I'm gonna go back oh, to be oh, social." Yeah, no, yeah, no, really, you know, I knew he was doing a lot of good things out there, mm-hmm. 
because uh, we used to follow him and also, uh, you know, uh, some of those um, emails and stuff. He knew he was doing a lot of good things. And so we never discouraged that because uh, one thing he told me a long time ago, he says, he said, Dad, I could help people you can never help. I didn't say it like like <laughs> in a mean way. I didn't, I didn't say it like in a in a take that I mean, way. It, so, it sounds a little disrespectful, but in a very humbling way. Yeah, no, he said no. Yeah, no, because he mentioned you know he could reach people. I couldn't, and which is true. And I found that out when I went to some of the concerts. People came up to me and told me how he had helped them. Mm-hmm. And what he meant really was, you know, he was reaching some kids that you know, uh, in my ministry and my work, I could never. Right, but no, he he said it a nice way. (laughs) (laughs) I I was was just too straight out. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so we knew he was doing some good things out there because of you know we we've gone to several of his, uh, you know his uh, shows, concerts, Mm -hmm. and he used to introduce us, and a lot of kids would tell us you know what what they had experienced and you know how he had helped them and things like that. So, but when he went to school, <laughs> you know, we knew that was good because it would open more doors and yeah. he would be able to get some of the training that he needed for what he was going to, but he really had in his heart and mind what he wanted to do. So we were happy for that. I was happy for that. And it was interesting. The person that kind of encouraged him there was uh, a young lady. I was I was her school teacher. That's right. And she was at uh, La Sierra University teaching there. And uh, I was her teacher when she was about in the fourth grade. <laughs> and so... Um, Shout out to prof- yeah. Daffy Tom- Thomas. Uh, yeah, Daffy she, Thomas. She's the one that, um, when I was I was working, and uh, so she, she was friends with one of, one of the kids uh, that I coached. Mm-hmm. I was coaching at the time, so she, she, uh, she was friends with one of the mothers. And so I knew, I didn't know, I didn't know Daphne. I knew the mom of the kid I coached. And so we were talking, and um, she, uh, and I, you know, she knew that I was in school, and uh, asking how I was doing. And she asked what classes I was taking. And I was like, oh, I'm doing. Um, uh, or I think she asked what my major was, and I was like, oh, it's psychology. And so um, she's like, why, Daphne? Yeah. She's like, why? And I was just like, oh well. Um, you know, I tried to give her like a real just quick BS answer, but she being like the yeah you know she's like she broke me down like five minutes she's like so you like to help people you like what you like to be involved in and what they do and how you help them this and that and she's like have you thought about social work yeah i was like no (laughs) that's what my mom does i don't do that (laughs) i don't want to do that and she's like so then she like explained to me you know what it was and how there are paths to doing like like therapy and things like that Mm -hmm. you know so she it's funny that she and she's the one who got me into social work and then actually got me into La Sierra. And that's the first time your your baseball kids saw you cry? That's the first time I saw you cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but it's funny that that's, that she was, but she was one of my dad's students. That's crazy. Yeah, she was uh, my student. Such a, a small quiet world. little girl. And her sister, Mary, was, uh, I think, a year or two ahead of her. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got to know their family because, you know, as a, I was pastor, and, I mean, a teacher and principal. Mm-hmm. And so got to know them well, and so um, yeah, I was really happy to hear that it was Daphne who uh, helped him, and um, she was a good student. Uh, you know, she was serious at that age. She was she was a young little girl, but she was uh, focused, mm-hmm. and um, 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, we were very happy to, you know, that he went and finished, got a degree. And um, they'd like to see him not get a master's. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never it's, too late, Mike. It's never it's, too late. It'll, it'll happen, late. it'll happen. Because uh, that'll open more doors, you know. It's, like I say, education is, mm. is really key. Mm-hmm. My, <laughs> never too late <laughs> my, my my dad i'm sorry to put you out there like this dad but um you know when i graduated i was i was i was uh, i was already um getting my paperwork done to, to submit for a master's program but i was also just like going through a hard time because i just felt like i want you know even while like it, it was it was hard doing school and it's hard being away because like i felt like i was doing so much when i was doing music mm-hmm. right i felt like i was helping i felt like i was doing physical you know tangible things i was doing things and so it was it was hard for me to like i felt like i'd been sitting on my hands so much even though i know it's not that it's not that's not what it was at all i know i was learning and i was learning very important things but i just had this like itch to like want to work and i wanted to like find a job and and do that you know um not even like mbr stuff yet this was like i was i wanted to you know find a job in social work and um and I remember, like, you know, my dad being like, yeah, you know, if you need to work, go, you know, go work and then go back to your master's. And then, and then recently he's like, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure. He should have gone right through. Well, well right, right around that time, uh, that's when, that's when Burner State happened, right? Yeah. So yeah, kind right. of like a foot into music again. It was. Yeah, I blame Burner State. Um, <laughs> we started, much. we started the podcast, right? Yeah, right around that time is when I finally convinced you to yeah. <laughs> to get on and do this. So, yeah. but, um, so we have some questions. A couple that mm-hmm. come in. Um, I have I have two on my end. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read the ones from the podcast? Yeah, let me look. Page. Um. I got I got just a heavy hitter right out the gates. If we want to start with that, yeah, go for it. All right, Focus so up. our buddy, uh, his name's uh, Martin. He's uh, Martin. Actually, we got to see him out in uh, at our on this last little run when we came through Arizona. That's cool seeing him. Uh, but he his question asks, uh, "What is your proudest moment in life?" Or one of them? Yeah, one of them. My proudest moment. When I felt a real relief when I completed my education, like my, and um, but and also a, a proud moment when you guys were born. Um, Glad we made it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, when I started seeing some results and being able to uh, do some of the things that I always looked wanted to do, mm-hmm. and uh, that came after graduating from. My university studies. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one I have is from from a Jordan Wilson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. What was it like being Mike's dad during his high school years? <laughs> Which I think we asked Martha when, when she was here too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you know he was very involved in uh, in sports, and we always supported his. Um, you know. Uh, he has baseball and and uh, he's very good. In fact, he won some awards in in uh, baseball. And um, coach's award that, by the hardest <laughs> participation. 
<laughs> he got some trophies that we have at home. <laughs> nice. And uh, so, yeah, he was um, very much into, uh, he was active in school, and and so we never had any problems, you know, with Mar well, Mikey. He was, he was uh, always um, you know, friendly and had friends over, and, and, and uh, then he got, we never knew what was going to happen. We bought him a guitar. <laughs> 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 but uh, we really uh, enjoyed uh, seeing how he was able to, you know, develop his voice more and more, you know, and just really um, use his talent, use his talent. So that's what it was in high school because he started his band in high school. Mm -hmm. And um, then, so those were good years. There was very good years, and when he graduated, we're very happy when he graduated from high school. So you know, that's that's basically it. That was a very big achievement for me, by the way. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I and I also for I had to I had to first learn on an acoustic guitar, and then once I was kind of showing progress on that, then of course I wanted an electric guitar. Yeah. I wanted I wanted the Gibson. Wanted I wanted the Gibson SG. SG, and I remember my dad being like. Like, cause I, cause the Gibson, I forget how much it was, like a grand or something. It was like something insane. My Back dad, then, yeah, yeah, it's probably worth a lot more now. Probably, yeah. yeah. And I just remember my dad being like, looking at that, and then I'm sure like the you know two hundred dollars square, square or whatever, being like, learn on this first, learn on this. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I think it was kind of like that. I think my dad was like, you get this, we can leave with this and an amp today, like a little yeah. crate amp. We'll leave with this and with this today, like, you know. Or otherwise, this like we we'll have to wait a while to do payments on this kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. and so, yeah. So mm. I got I got a Fender Squire as, and I, as I remember, we all do. Yeah, I remember being okay with it. I was like, I like Billy Joe kind of rocks, yeah. rocks a Fender, so I can I can rock one too. But and then I got my Gibson SG. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, we all started on on. Uh, yeah, a couple hundred. Yeah, black and white squat like squire. I love that, like that thing, man. Oh yeah, um, stickered it all up. No, I think we ended up selling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh. All right, so I got some from the Walking Blind page. A couple of them are heavy. A couple of them are not. So we'll kind of uh, mm. switch the order in here. First one is from uh, Sam, uh, and she just said, "I don't have any questions, but tell him hi. He's the kindest man alive." Sam is uh, Sam Sean, is Sean. Sean's wife, bass player. Remember the Save with oh, Us? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember her. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, our buddy Beardley from Share the Backline <clears throat> said, uh, your dad seems like a man of fine taste. What's his go-to order from Del Taco? <laughs> <laughs> from Del Taco. We like the green burritos. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's actually a good move. That's actually a good move. <clears throat> that so... So that's our, they're the, they're the podcast that we are, we are in a violent war against right now. <laughs> okay. uh, we are team Taco Bell. They are team Del Taco. Uh, that's, that's them just trying to hurt us. <laughs> um, Harry said, uh, what impact did the military have on your faith? The military? Mm -hmm. You know, the discipline, um, I think that, um, you know the, um, you know it's a, it's a regiment. You know you got to go through. You know when you go into service, and um, there was a uh, chain of command, and um, you know if, if you get places, if you 
play by the rules. Mm -hmm. I, I saw a lot of guys losing their stripes and things like that. You know, it, it was really sad. You know, they 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 wouldn't come back. Well, they come back late from a, a furlough or whatever when they went home. And and um, I I think the military it uh, it, it helped me. Uh, I I used to um, work at a dispensary. I gave a lot of shots <coughs> injections to soldiers and stuff like that preparing them for Vietnam and Korea mm. and so um, yeah it, it it helped me um, uh, with discipline to get things done um, move up on the ranks and so yeah it, it, it was good military was a good experience for me but how, yeah. but how did it impact your faith oh my faith yeah yeah I mean um, I think that um the way it impacted my faith, you know, I, I had a lot of trust in God uh, as far as, um, you know, he would take care of me. Um, as, uh, there was a lot of fear back then because uh, a lot of people, I mean, we lost a lot of soldiers and a lot of friends. And uh, I had faith that God was uh, going to take care of me, was going to be with me. And... Um, I stayed close to to God. Uh, I think even more. I remember a lot of a lot of my friends would say, you know, usually soldiers when they come back from the military, they come back worse. <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, <clears throat> you know, marijuana and all that stuff that was going on back then. But um, no, I um, I had faith in God. Uh, I, I I trusted Him during that that, uh, that war during that time. And, you know, I was one thing that um, I remember when I went, finished uh, boot camp or the, or the, um, what they used to call the MO, MOS, what you're going to do in the Army, and I was going to be a medic. Mm -hmm. They told us, um, at one time, listen carefully, because at one time, you're all going to end up in Vietnam. And, uh, you know, so, and um, I was about a 1% that didn't go, I mean, real short. And I think that, um, I, I thank God for that. Uh, even though, like, it, it, war got a lot worse later, but I, I didn't, and I was ready for whatever came because I got the training and everything mm -hmm. like that. But I had faith; it helped my faith to see, um, you know, uh, what was going on in in my life and the life of others. That I I met Desmond Doss, the one from. Um, uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. I met him. Uh, he came to talk to us and encourage us, you know, in case we went over, you know, uh, you know, what to do, and showed us how he the the rope, how he brought the was it seventy five soldiers down down oh, that bridge. Right. He kind of talked to us and young soldiers, you know. He kind of encouraged us, you know, and talking about faith, you know, to you know, keep your faith, you know, and you're gonna see things happen, you know, you're gonna. And so, um, people like him, people like Desmond Doss, mm -hmm. and um, he was—he <clears throat> lived right. He lived in Virginia, West Virginia. So he, he would come, and so I got to see him. Mm. Uh, a nice man. Mm. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> Karima asks, and this is to to preface this: she's been struggling with what's going on, like. Uh, you know, with Israel and, and um, Gaza and everything. 
Um, she asks, how do you feel that God can bring people together to stop the violence against people? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a heavy one. Yeah, how, how, they can, how God can do that. I think there's a lot of uh, diplomacy going on right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're, uh, you know, you could, but, but they're seeing the, what war is doing, and uh, people are start, all stepping in and wanting to bring an end to this. And more important is saving lives, mm-hmm. getting the hostages out of, the, you know, getting them back and safe into their families and things like that. And so um, I believe that uh, I was listening to Blinken, our, our um, Secretary of War, and how he, they, they're working hard to try to get, um, you know, lower the, um, you know, the, the anger, whatever's going on, to, you know, to get people to reason. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, um, uh, you know, people are, that's why the media, in that way, it's it really highlights what's going on out there, and makes people aware. And then people, people, you know, will respond. That's what happened to the Vietnam War, by the way, the the protests and the marches and all that, that ended the war. It brought awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the, you know the media is playing a big role. Um, I'd like to listen to several uh, newscasts, not just uh, you know some of these others, uh, and uh, you know I think that. Um, they're getting to uh, Netanyahu, the, the uh, Prime Minister of Israel, and they got to do something uh, to, um, you know, uh, save people's lives. The people are, you know. So, yeah, I, 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 I'd like to see that. I'd like to see peace in that part of the world. Yeah. And I think it's going to happen. I think it's it, it, it needs to happen. Uh, uh, a two-state, a two-state solution uh, that people talk about. Yeah, they. So I think things are moving forward, and I think that they're. Um, yeah, they they are gonna, they're gonna do something about it uh, pretty soon, to try to bring those hostages home and, and. Uh, and it's through it's, it's through communication. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta communicate and. Uh, and they don't talk to each other, you know. They got to communicate, and that's what there's there seems to be doing right now. They're communicating, and they're they're uh, trying to get the uh, both sides to reason. And um, so, yeah, I I think that would be <laughs> my answer. Communication. That's the that's the, the path. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right, and then uh, last one we have here from Janelle V. What's the secret to a long-lasting marriage? Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> 50 years. Yeah. 50 years. 50 years. Yeah. <coughs> you know, you got to keep your, you got to keep your, your marriage fresh and, and do all you can to enrich your marriage. And by that, I mean, you know, going out, uh, um, on dates, doing things, vacations, doing things together, um, and uh, communicating, communicating and, um, that's one good thing my wife's you know we've um i've been very fortunate uh we've um always communicated and um doing things i I see my priorities if people ask my priorities is god first and then your spouse and you try to do everything you can to enrich your marriage you um you, you do fun things 
third priority, their children, <coughs> do everything to um, be there for them, helping them, and and um, with their schoolwork, if their kids, you know, you help them with their homework, go to their events, you know. Um, fourth priority is your work, work hard, you know, put it, give, it, give it everything you got. Uh, and uh, my fifth priority is probably the church. Uh, worship God, you know, go go praise God, worship God. Mm -hmm. And then if you had another priority, it'd probably be um, personal time for yourself, things that you enjoy doing. If it's whatever, golf, reading, whatever you, you enjoy doing, do something that really helps you uh, uh, personally that you enjoy doing. Those would be my priorities to help uh, a marriage last for a long time. Yeah. <clears throat> I can, I can, I can, uh, what's it called? Mm -hmm. Vouch. Vouch for the fact that my parents go on dates. <laughs> yeah. And we... <laughs> been, so, so how much that I'm not invited on these dates? <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the ones that involve food. Yeah. How, how much of the budget, uh, is set aside for dates and how much is the budget is set aside for decorations in your house? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one good thing about the decoration, she keeps things. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the garage. She recycles them. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, you know, one of the things we've always done is uh, we've had an allowance for each other. I give her an allowance, and, um, and well, you know, since we both get money comes in, we we budget, we budget, and we have an allowance. You know, this you can spend any way you want. You know, mm -hmm. we have money. And uh, she likes to spend it on the kids, <laughs> on the family. <laughs> And so do I. We go out and do dinners together. We, we um, really enjoy our family. And um, like I mentioned, that's probably my third priority Yeah. after my spouse. A lot of people put the kids in front of their, 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 their spouse. But, but you know, when, when the couple, when you're together and, the, and your kids see that you love each other, you care for each other, you do things, it, it brings security to your kids. And they feel secure when they see mom and that you know that they are getting along they love each other and so that's why i think uh you need to keep on your priorities your husband and wife need to really be together and when the kids are gone you're left you know with uh you know yeah. so it's so important to, to and uh our, our kids are very important to us our children have always been very important to us and that sets the tone for healthy relationships for your kids as well because they see what they should be expecting mm -hmm. in relationships, you know, and, and not yeah. settling for less. Yeah. So that's what's kind of kept us together for 50 years, and it's, uh, you know, taking time together. Uh, vacations are very good, very important, even if they don't, you don't have a lot of money. But, and, you know, we were very, uh, I really believe in saving, mm -hmm. even if it's whatever it is, you know, save for a rainy day. Right. Yeah. Nice. Nice, So you want to so, get into our playlist? Yeah. Get, a, get a song on here, and yeah. So we like to uh, we have a we have a playlist that we have for the for the podcast, and every time we have a guest on, um, or not even even when it's just Mike and myself, we like to end the show with adding a song to the playlist, and it could be any song, um, you know, something that you're li you've been listening to lately, or something that maybe is a song that you just you just like and you just like to share yeah one of the songs that i really 
Um, it's been one of my songs that I've liked is Unchained Melody. Nice. Um, the Righteous Brothers. Um, even before them, it first, first came out in the 50s, I think it was in the 50s, uh, by L. Hibbler. He mm. was the first one that came out with that song. Not Hitler, Hibbler. Hibbler. <laughs> <laughs> L. Hibbler, yeah. L. Hibbler. And, uh, he, um, I understand he was blind, but he, he was, it was a big hit when I was a kid. And um, then the Righteous Brothers, I went to see them sing the sing uh, that song um, way back in the 60s. And um, I, I went to a concert that they were giving in San Jose. And yeah, I liked, uh, that's one of my songs. I like the, the um, <clears throat> Cycles. Um, it says a little bit about the experience like we just talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, Repeater, uh, some of those are some of the songs that I, you know. So yeah, those are some of my songs that I really That's enjoy. awesome. Mm-hmm. Mike, what do, you, what do you want to add this week? Oh, man. Since we're playing with Ghost Inside... Uh, this weekend, one? huh? The new one, or you want to go old school? Man, I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one of my favorite ones because it has, you know, some of my favorite vocalists on it. Uh, I want to do Ghost Inside, the uh, the conflict, a song with Tommy Green from Sleeping Giant. Sick. What are you throwing on, Michael? Um, <clears throat> I am going to throw on, <laughs> just because I think this is so funny, um, our boys in Desmadre mm. put out a cumbia song. Oh. <laughs> uh, so we're going to add that to the uh, to the, the Walking Blind playlist because it is, there's nothing heavy about it. <laughs> it's... <laughs> But what I like about what Desmadre is doing is um, they're not, you know, they're not afraid to do like kind of whatever they want. Whatever they at this want, point. Man. They so. literally are doing whatever they want. Um, That's you know, uh, Martin. Martin Dad. He's in another band. This Ooh. is. Yeah. He's in a, basically a cholo hardcore band. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I and I talked to Martin about Martin, it. The one we know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I talked to Martin about it, and he's like, "Dude, this is like it's crazy that this is opening." doors into other latin artists and music for desmadre also so this is it's huge it's it's so it's it's cool though you know is it is it how burner state is going to be a filipino fest band um i would say yes if you guys like wrote a song in tagalog if burner state wrote a song in tagalog it would be desmadre doing this cumbia song (laughs) have you heard it uh I'll let you. I'll play it for you afterwards. It's it's interesting. Nice. Sick. Oh well, well, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Sure. Yeah. A hundred. Thanks episodes. for having me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate it. One hundredth episode, <laughs> and yeah. people will probably be surprised that we've been doing it that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 definitely don't act like it. But. <clears throat> That's awesome. Good. So uh, for us at Walking Blind Pod everywhere, walkingblindpod at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, shoot us some questions. 
uh we are getting back on the on the grind with our shorts um you know and everything mm. so we've got our we're, we're trying to keep the social medias updated as well mm. um new oh, oh, i reached out to gabe to get oh, the, uh, a shirt fun. done cool. for us um so hopefully some new merch for the holiday season um and then we're we're gonna try and stay more consistent with merch and with you know all those things so that uh yeah. you know we can push yeah and to uh to remember to support the podcast please follow like subscribe leave a review leave comments something anything helps um yeah do you want us to keep <laughs> keep doing this you want us to keep doing this yeah please well don't tell them that <laughs> so yeah. we're gonna keep doing we're gonna this. keep doing it we're gonna be doing it but yeah we can get we can get uh wheels going yeah wheels going sooner so. Right. Cool. We love you guys. We'll see you guys soon. 100 episodes in. Thank you guys so much. Peace. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.